Ahoy! Welcome to the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Saturday, August the 7th of 2021. I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, the practicing podcaster auteur. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad you're here. Today, you'll be happy to know, is National Mustard Day. Mustard being one of America's favorite condiments, I'm told. And a spice with quite a bit of a storied past. Uh, reading from nationaltoday.com, we'll learn that. Mustard has been among the most used spices in the world for centuries. Believed to have originated in ancient Egypt. It was used for medicinal purposes. Well, I can't. I'm stumbling over this. Believed to have originated in ancient Egypt. It was, it was used for medicinal purposes as well as a spice. The Greeks and the Romans followed suit utilizing mustard for both flavoring and as an herbal remedy. Mustard was prescribed as a cure for a range of ailments from snake bites <laughs> to hysteria. Boy, that sounds good. The mustard, the mustard, arrived in northern France where it was gradually cultivated by local monks. The word mustard is derived from the word mosto or grape mus, a type of unfermented wine that hasn't matured and was mixed with mustard seeds by the French monks. Monasteries started producing large amounts of mustard in the 9th century, and from this they generated even larger amounts of income through the sales of mustard. Wow. There was money in spices. There was money in salt in ancient economies. You can think of spices and salts as natural resources that were mined and harvested and used to generate income. They were sold to people who didn't have access to them in other places. But I digress. Here we go back to mustard. Prepared mustard, or modern mustard as we know it, was created in Dijon, France, in the 13th century. The preparation of this condiment is thanks to the efforts of Pope John XII of Avignon, who loved mustard. <laughs> Get this. He loved mustard and created a special post of Grand Mustardier du Pope, or the Grand Mustard Maker. To which he appointed his nephew. Here, meet my nephew, the Grand Mustard Maker of Dijon, France. <laughs> that's that's a crowning achievement in life for sure, to which we can only hope to aspire. At the beginning of the 19th century, mustard was finely milled into powder by the world's first mustard millers, the British. And this, this boys and girls, is how mustard became an industrial-level food ingredient. In 1904, the modern yellow mustard was introduced in Rochester, New York, from where it became popular due to its pairing with the classic American hot dog. There you go. I'm not a fan of the just yellow mustard, not really. Uh, there are times when I'll eat it, but mostly if I'm going to have mustard, it'll be a spicy mustard. Uh, and I'm particularly fond of Grey Poupon, Dijon Mustard. What was that commercial where the the Rolls Royce would would roll down the window? Pardon me, may I borrow some of your Grey Poupon or something like that? Advertising meets spices. By the way, speaking of food and spices, that restaurant that I worked at that I was rambling on about before, Crops and B, where I acquired my taste for oysters with beer. That was at Ansley Mall in Atlanta. Ansley Mall is at the intersection of Piedmont Avenue and Monroe Drive. And believe it or not, Ansley Mall has its own Wikipedia page. I'm serious. 
And I will put a link to that Wikipedia page in the show notes where you can read it to your great delight. Our word today is mordacious, spelled M-O-R-D-A-C-I-O-U-S. Mordacious is an adjective that means, one, biting or given to biting, or two, it also means biting or sharp in manner or style. And that's the one that I like. Uh, here's the word used in a sentence. The woman's mordacious look showed plainly that she hated us all. I like that. Mordacious. Just three syllables, but it's got a certain punch to it. I like it. So try using mordacious in your next employee performance review. Let's go to a question from some interesting questions to ask. This is number four, number five. What the heck is it? Number four. If you were to write a book, what would it be about? Well, you know, I'd like to know the answer to that because I would love to write a book. Heck, I would love to write dozens of books. I like writing, but I have no idea what to write about. It's very much like this podcast. I like to podcast. I don't know what to podcast about. I'm a guy who wants to write and do audio, and I don't have anything to say. This is like a Greek tragedy, isn't it? It's it's so frustrating. Every time I think I have something that I want to talk about, I think, eh, nah, I don't want to do that. I can't, I can't stay excited about it. I haven't found anything that just grabs me and sets me on fire, makes me passionate about telling the story. So as I, I contemplate staying with podcasting into my retirement years, I'm thinking about writing in my retirement years too. I write every day now, but it's all technical writing. Uh, forensic reports, and it's kind of formulaic, but still there's there's some satisfaction in the art of putting together a good report that lays out an argument, lays out an expert opinion in logical fashion. I, I get a kick out of that, but I think there's there's more to write that I can do if I can just find a subject. I've had two or three that I was kind of serious about and spent a few weeks doing some research and then just didn't do it. It didn't light me on fire, didn't burn my candle didn't get me anywhere. So that is a quest that I still have. See, I still have things to look forward to in life, to find something about which I can write a book, to find something about which I can podcast besides just famous people's birthdays and words and what day of the week it is and all that kind of stuff. I can dream, can't I? We're going to wrap it up for today. We're going to stick a fork in it because it's done. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.